Hello and welcome to my show. Could you be more specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you by the way of the Stay Well podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I'm going to title it The Six Billion Dollar Man. And the uh, topics I'm going to touch on today is um, obviously the recent uh, news that came out for Nike in regards to Colin Kaepernick being uh, viewed as the new Six Billion Dollar Man because of uh, their stocks are at an all time high. As well as I'm also going to talk a bit about LeBron and his first official news conference kind of of introducing him as the Lakers and just uh, surroundings that are regarding that because of, you know, just his news conference and what it means for L.A. But I'm going to start with Colin. Yeah, this is uh, something that I've uh, a story that I noticed over the weekend. It's a lot going on with him, obviously, because of his collusion case is still against the NFL. He's obviously still doing um, a lot of work with uh, the Know Your Rights campaign uh, or should I say the Know Your Rights camp. And also, he's still possibly waiting to possibly be back in the NFL. But the biggest news of all that is the fact that the news was, I believe, that Nike reached a 53-year high in stock value by naming Kaepernick their new kind of lead spokesman. And it kind of lets you know, uh, and I know I've talked about this before on previous podcasts, I know because we're social media is instantaneous, the way we're consuming uh, news is, uh, the way people talk about it. And what happens is, though, because now that we're doing that, that means everything's constantly changing as we're reporting it, as we're uh, digesting it. And one of the, the things that Nike did that I know a lot of people don't like is that they were patient and they waited and they did research and they never dropped him. They never said that they weren't behind him. All they said was he's part of the roster. His deal with us is still current. We're going to look towards when his deal is up to see what we can do moving forward. It was very generic, very basic. And obviously, when you're very generic and very basic in this climate, people don't like that. People like to have a, you know, you're either one or the other. And when you kind of come out very concise, very firm, aware of what you're doing, that doesn't really sell. But this shows you that they they did their research. They knew that a lot of people were going to be upset. But when you look at their just do it campaign, they never was telling you, hey, just be careful. They're like, just do it. And they decided to be on the right side of things. Do they profit off it? Yeah. That's the number one thing as a company they're supposed to do. But what they've done with Colin Kaepernick is pretty much let the NFL know, like, hey, even if he were to be signed to your team and people were to say they weren't going to go to your games, do you know how high the ratings will be for that football game if he's on the team? Not even starting. Just they would just want to see what he would do before the game started. They literally would want to watch that. You know, so this notion that, hey, it's bad for business shows you that that's ridiculous. Bad for business in what category? Sometimes being polarizing is not the worst thing. And when you're polarizing, people are always constantly going to be talking about you. Is that something that you're aiming to have all the time? No. But in this day and age... Where everyone has a voice. It's always been that, but now it's just more accessible to talk about. That's why, and I've talked about this on previous pods, you come out better now in this day and age just voicing how you feel. And not even worry, because no matter what you say on any topic, no matter how nice it may come across, you're going to have still people not agree with you and think that what you're saying is, you know, uh, wrong and it's ridiculous or whatever their opinions are about it. So you just, you're better off just following your first mind. But to see this happen with him, and to see how successful this campaign has been, what it's done to Nike. If you think it's this high now, just by the fact they're behind him and using him in an ad campaign, could you imagine 
when his stuff hits online, from his shirts to his shoe, you know how many people are going to be promoting that? You know, a lot of people were just trying to support LeVar Ball at the time when he put out his shoes just because, you know, even despite all the antics, even though a lot of us don't like the way he goes about it, any and a lot of us will still support him because he's a black man trying to change the overall market and preach ownership, which wasn't the worst thing. I wasn't a fan personally of how we went about it, but it's not the worst thing to, to, to preach and sell ownership. I've just seen other guys do it and they've been a lot more business savvy about it. But, you know, that's what LeVar ended up creating. But it's something to really think about moving forward that Kaepernick has been able to be uh, the face of this campaign and what it means overall to Nike and is overall what you're trying to do now socially. Because there's a market for everything. So you don't necessarily have to worry about offending people too much. There's a market now for everything. Before niche used to be uh, a telltale sign in the corporate world that it wasn't going to make money because their main goal was to reach as many people from an audience standpoint as they possibly could. Nowadays, because you have so much outlets in terms of content, you have so many media outlets just in general that concern uh, consume news information, people now get in their corners and they consume what they want to hear. That's what Fox News is. That's what MSNBC is. That's what ESPN is and Fox Sports. Same thing for entertainment outlets, whether you like Access Hollywood or ET or whatever uh, publications you follow or E, there's something there for you that you can promote, that you can consume, that you agree with. So if if as a business you know that, then it's like, well, even if it was polarizing, it doesn't really hurt us as much because polarizing is a good thing because the people that like it will still watch it and the people that are hate it will still watch or still consume it while hating the person that they're saying that they dislike. So those are just some of the things I wanted to kind of cover with Kaepernick. Obviously, you know, a lot of people are going to be looking forward to the apparel, which I think they'll probably have out around next year. I know uh, it's still some news still going on in terms of whether or not the Raiders or Patriots are going to potentially sign because of his attorney. I know with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt, a lot of people were assuming that the Niners were going to possibly take a look at him. But to me, I think the ship sailed on that one. I know the coach said that they weren't going to sign him. They were working out other quarterbacks. And and to be fair, Colin wanted to leave there. He renegotiated his contract to help the team so he can become a free agent that year. If he really wanted to, he could have kept the contract that he had because he had one of the most uh, team-friendly contracts, especially early on when he signed at the height of his fame because he wanted to help the team from a cap standpoint. Uh, the, the real money he was going to make was kicking in around the latter part where he decided to renegotiate. But uh, I think the ship has kind of sailed on uh, that with Kaepernick in terms of the 49ers. But if he were to get signed with a team, I, I would have said a year ago, look, more unlikely now. It's like, you know, you, you never know in this climate now. But uh, those are just some of the things I wanted to cover with Kaepernick. I'm going to transition into talking about LeBron. I know today was the official uh Opening day of training camps for the NBA in general. I know the Lakers had theirs. I actually had a chance to watch live LeBron's uh, news conference, and it was pretty, you know, um, pretty generic. Like some of the questions he got, um, it really didn't seem like the media was that excited to be, you know, to see LeBron. And I know that was something that's been talked about on news outlets. I saw on NBA TV Isaiah Thomas talk about it, and he was just saying like, "Hey." He's not going to really get asked those type of questions because he's like, he's in L.A. 
they're used to this media market is used to interviewing big stars all the time for LeBron coming from Miami and Cleveland, a press conference like that would have lasted an hour for LeBron doing it out here in LA. It lasted 13 minutes. And I think the overall vibe in there, and it did seem like it was like pretty relaxed. No one was like overly, you know, enthusiastic about him being here. Like they just asked him kind of like casual questions and, and you could tell there were some people that were talk asking him questions that probably doesn't they don't really follow basketball. And that goes to show you why sometimes coming to L.A. is, uh, is uh, a good thing in a lot of ways, because they're not going to get hit up like that because you see stars all the time. It's the same thing with fans out here. Not that many people flip out about celebrities, especially people that are actually from L.A. And that's another thing that I know. I've, I don't think we've ever talked about that. I would love to kind of. Do some more shows in the future to talk about how we cover topics in the news and how I think it's viewed at certain parts of the country. Because, hey, someone like LeBron in Atlanta or in, you know, Tennessee or Louisiana and certain places like that, that's a big deal. And that's not to diss those states. It's just because it's like that's a mainline attraction. It's just out here in California, you're, you have limitless options to do a lot. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, when people used to talk about the sports culture out here, you know, about how they say sometimes people in L.A. don't support their teams when they're not winning. It's like, hey, the cost of living is arguably the highest anywhere in the country outside of New York. And it's, you know, a lot different out here because it's pretty sprawled out. No one's got three to four hundred dollars to waste on something that's not good. You know, as a guy, if I'm going to spend that kind of money. And I got a girlfriend. It's more of an investment that I spend three, four hundred dollars on her and actually have a good time somewhere than to say, like, hey, let's go to the a Laker game where they're not good. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, that may work in the Midwest and South, but that's not working. You know, interesting enough, I know a lot of people have been talking about LeBron and I know, you know, some of the post coverage of it about how he's got all these business deals that are coming to fruition. And some people are saying, like, oh, that's just the main reason why he moved out here to L.A. It, you know. It is the lifestyle probably a part of it? Yeah. But that's not the main reason why he came out here. A lot of these deals were in the works easily a year, if not two to three years ago. It's just getting announced here. It makes more sense to announce it here than it did before. The notion that he just moved out here and all of a sudden these business deals are just coming out of nowhere doesn't make any sense. And, you know, by the way, they got, you know, people in place at his company that's going to be handling his TV division, his film division, will it come across his desk and they'll run it by him? Absolutely. But this notion that, oh, you know, is he going to be distracted? It's like, no, no, he's going to be focused on the game. You know, this is what Maverick Carter, having Rich and Randy are there for. And the people that they've hired at their at their companies, they handle. It's not a big shot. It is interesting with LeBron and, you know, because I know people were talking about LeBron and how no one wants to play with him. I thought it was fascinating that everyone's so obsessed with this Jimmy Butler thing. You know, you didn't hear LeBron talk about no Jimmy Butler. Like, he's good, but he's not. For us, like, free agents go next year? Would the Lakers sign him over Kevin Durant? No. Would you sign him over Kawhi Leonard? No. Would you sign him over Klay Thompson? No. And, and wouldn't you know it? Anthony Davis signs with his agent. Rich Paul slash best friend. And when you know it, he congratulates him on Twitter. This ain't just happening out of the sky anymore. This kind of stuff. And again, you know, people are going to say that the league is too, you know, 
concentrated, but it's like, hey, you know, it's not it's not these guys' job to reward poor management. You went at any company you worked at or worked for or owned. These guys are businessmen at the highest level. They got endless amount of connections, endless access to resources. This is what you're supposed to do. Unyielding loyalty doesn't make sense in the business world. It's a if it's not mutually beneficial to all parties involved, then you don't do it. You know, so seeing that press conference today it was it was nice to see. I mean, obviously, you know, he's surrounded by a lot of you know younger guys, and and for the LA market, I know uh, one of the reporters from Cleveland ended up coming out here. I don't know why I lost track of her name, but she's actually a good reporter, and she's now officially working with uh, Fox Sports, and and that's happened before. Where, you know, certain reporters that, you know, were on certain teams covering certain players, they'll cover them and then leave when that player goes. But uh, she's actually really good. I'll get her name and mention it probably on the next pod that I do that covers him. But it's going to be interesting to see what LeBron this year and how the Lakers turn out. I actually think they're going to be a lot better than what they're projected to be. But, you know, uh, some people just got them ranked so low and, and uh, they don't they think they're going to barely make it, which is ridiculous. But. Those are just some of the thoughts I had on that. I'm definitely going to probably follow up on that more in the future because, you know, we still got a few weeks before the season starts. But um, those are just some of the thoughts I had. I want to thank you guys for listening to this pod. Thank you for all your support. I want to thank D, all the work that he does to put, to get, put together all these videos. It's really um, important, and I really I thank him endlessly for uh, all the support and work he's done. Definitely support, support us and become a patron. Also, uh, definitely catch up and follow him. He's also got some other shows that are ahead upcoming this week. I uh, thank you guys so much, man. I'm looking forward to doing more shows again in the future. Again, my name is Jonathan Steele. Thank you for listening. Could you be more specific? Follow our content on the Stable Podcast. And I hope you guys have a good one. Mm-hmm.